0: 8.47, and this week in science and tech, Mark Zastro, science journalist. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Alex.
0: NASA has declared the Mars rover opportunity dead, and the world has gone into something like a state of mourning. We are very good, we human beings, aren't we, at uh, anthropo- anthropo- <laughs> anthropomorphism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the challenging words to pronounce in our lexicon but seriously yeah, sure. it's something we do and we've done it especially i think over opportunity as well as i think the scientific uh, legacy that it leaves behind but we start with one of the most fearsome predators the world has ever known the megalodon the enormous prehistoric shark why it went extinct has long been a mystery but a new study uh, suggests that they're wiped out by smaller
1: relatives great white sharks that's right uh the meg as it's also known of course in pop culture it's kind of this uh it's, it has become this kind of campy pop culture icon doesn't right? sound as fearsome this, does it well the meg. maybe not uh of course yeah there was that terrible jason State the movie um but yeah it's usually portrayed as this oversized great white shark and that actually is is true i mean it really ruled the seas for millions of years uh a bit later after the dinosaurs actually uh Scientists think it died out just 2.6 million years ago, and it could have gotten as long as 18 meters, which is three times longer than a great white shark. But a new study is suggesting that in real life, it was the great white that was actually the more effective predator. So a team of U.S. and U.K. researchers is suggesting that the reason megalodon died out is because great white sharks came along and outcompeted megalodon for food.
0: What's the reasoning behind this? Uh, How's that different from the previous theory as well?
1: Uh, Well, so actually one of the leading previous theories was that Megalodon was wiped out by a supernova explosion, by a, a star exploding in our galaxy, which happens once every 100 years or so. And if you happen to be... On a planet that's close enough to one of those explosions, uh, you can wind up getting slammed by huge amounts of dangerous radiation. And uh, in the geological record about 2.6 million years ago, right around when scientists thought Megalodon died out, uh, there is evidence for an event like this. There's a huge influx of cosmic rays in the rock at that layer. So some scientists think that that actually could have triggered a mass extinction event. But in this new study, the team went back and they re-examined the fossil records for the megalodon, and they found that the timeline for the extinction doesn't quite match up with that event. Actually, they found a lot of uh, maybe inaccurate dates for some of the fossils. So when they threw out the bad data, they actually think that megalodon went extinct about a million years earlier. And that is what happens to that happens to be the period where the great white shark was on its rise and spreading out over the world. So that's why they think perhaps the reign of the megalodon came to an end.
0: What what I find intriguing is comparisons with other species, including our own.
1: Mm.
0: You know, like why the Neanderthal, for example, didn't end up thriving. Sure, and and I, the, the reason I mention it is I noticed recently, and I, I think New Scientist is one of them that covered this story late last month, Neanderthals may have been sprinters, not endurance runners. Did you catch that one? Mm -hmm. I I mean, don't want to take you off down a rabbit hole, but I find it quite interesting the different physical and psychological characteristics actually place certain species at an advantage you would think intuitively, but others prevailed. Right,
1: yeah, it's sometimes counterintuitive results. That's evolution for you.
0: Indeed. Now, continuing on to the evolution of Mars rovers. (laughs) Opportunity uh, is officially dead though, extinct, Uh, but the program is not extinct and this will go down in history, uh, bringing a remarkable 14-year mission to an end.
1: That's right. We all knew that this announcement was kind of on its way ever since NASA lost contact with this rover last June in the midst of a huge dust storm that really engulfed the entire planet. And those are always dangerous events to rovers because the Martian dust will settle onto their solar panels and they don't have any, you know solar panel wipers or anything to get that off. So that was always the fear that this would happen. And NASA you know, told the rover as the storm was blowing in, go into low power mode, conserve energy, just hunker down, uh, wait until it blows over, and then try to recharge your, your batteries and send us a message. But uh, they never heard back. And so uh, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, NASA announced that it was finally ending its eight month long uh, attempt to revive the rover. And that does bring the mission to an official end.
0: But, I mean, like one day, if we go to Mars, can't we just go and wipe those solar panels?
1: Yeah, bring sure. it back to life again. Well, you could, you could try if, if the yeah, if the electronics are still there, if the battery's still in good condition. So, uh, you like, always could. There is hope, right? <laughs> there's could, a chance. Could, could be a deep you're sleep. Saying there's a chance. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I mean, fourteen years. If you're going to last fourteen years. Um, and it was supposed to last for 90 days, the mission. Y- y- they must have been starting to wonder like when or if it would come to an end.
1: Yeah, that's true. The, yeah, The original mission, the lifespan, the estimated lifespan was 90 days for the rover. So it's absolutely incredible that it's gotten this far. This rover landed on Mars back in January 2004. Which, to put things into perspective, uh, YouTube and Facebook did not exist at that time. There are teenagers um, people who were teenagers at that time, who are now mission scientists on uh, on, on the on, at NASA and the Jet Propulsion Lab. And actually, one of the reasons that it did last so long was because uh, dust would be cleared off periodically by dust devils. These little tornadoes on the Martian surface would come in and sweep some of the dust away and, and uh, give the solar panels a boost. I thought you were almost casually declaring the existence of extraterrestrial life there for a second. No, no, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, extraterrestrial tornadoes. Uh, but yeah, along with its sister robot, Spirit, which landed around the same time, these two rovers left an incredible scientific legacy. They climbed hills and craters. They explored ancient riverbeds. They found definitive proof that water existed at one point on Mars. And they sent back some you know, incredible pictures, uh, some amazing images of, of those dust devils and of sunsets on Mars even.
0: Absolutely. Um, But back to this issue of uh, anthropomorphism, Mm. got it right, second time around. We do this, don't we? We we, we get attached to things. Why can't we be more attached to each other on Earth? That's another philosophical question. But anyway, we, 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 we find a robot on a distant planet and we start to sort of impose human
1: feelings on that. That's right. Uh, it, it certainly is an interesting phenomenon. And um, certainly last week, there was this huge outpouring of grief online. And it par- started partly with a tweet from uh, science journalist Jacob Margulis. He's uh, based in Pasadena, where the Jet Propulsion Lab is. And uh, he's posted on Twitter, a sort of a tribute to opportunity. One of his tweets said, the last message they received was basically my battery's low, and it's getting dark. And uh, to be clear, of course, the rover's actual message was not in those words. But as you say, we anthropomorphize, we uh, project our own emotions and, and feelings of what it might be like for a human to be on the planet, exploring it all by all by yourself, and project that onto the rover. And you know, I think that's a pretty natural thing to do because, in a way, uh, w- well, if you if you're a fan of space exploration, you have to because we aren't sending humans into deep space well into uh into space to places that we haven't gone before you know it's been 50 years since we went to the moon and we we haven't gone back since so uh, i think it's a very natural human thing to do
0: it is uh, but also, do you feel, as I suggested before, that when we look back on history, opportunity will will, will will be remembered 50, 100 years from now, maybe even hundreds of years from now as being a, a key moment in human exploration?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it taught us so much about, about the planet. Like I said, it, it did give us definitive proof that Mars had the ability at one point for life. And That's the first time that we knew that any other planet besides Earth could do that. And that has implications, of course, for uh, every other planet that we've ever discovered. You know, the thousands of planets that we know of that now exist in the habitable zone around stars in our galaxy and the billions of planets that we think uh, are out there. Well, thank you very
0: much, Mark Zastro, for that roundup. I, the, I, I don't need to pretend you're a, a human being to say thank you also for all your time on this show with great sincere emotion because we are saying farewell to you and it's horrible to have to do so, Mark. But uh, <laughs> it's been really a rewarding experience having you with us. You have taught me so much. I'm sure you've taught our listeners so much as well.
1: Well, thank you, Alex. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure too.
0: And we we wish you, well, I mean, we'll still be able to catch you as a science journalist, just as one day, hopefully, we'll be able to catch opportunity and wipe those solar panels. Uh, Thank you again. Um, And that's our show for today. Thank you all for your time listening. Um, What's left of this radio season here at TBS EFM continues this week. We'll be back on air tomorrow, 7.05. And coming up next, your latest news headlines, followed by Inside Korea.